Drivers are seeing record high gas prices across the country. What's it normally cost to fill this up and what's it costing these days? I would say normally it would be like around 50 and these days it's like closer to 90. That's Chicagoan Joey Evans filling up in Lincoln Park on the city's north side. According to AAA, Illinois is now one of seven states where regular gas is higher than $5 a gallon. And Chicago residents are paying more than $5.50 a gallon at the pump. How did we end up with these painful prices? And what can the government do to bring costs down? Joining us to weigh in is Steve Daniels. He's a senior reporter for Crane's Chicago Business, and he covers energy and utilities. Hi, Steve. Welcome back to Reset. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's going on, Steve? How did gas prices get so high? Well, it's a combination of factors. Uh, the biggest one was Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine, which disrupted energy markets of all kinds uh, and has continued to uh, to sow that kind of dis- disruption. But uh, in addition to that, I think there's just a simple supply-demand issue uh, with people returning to the roads uh, and capacity, refining capacity in the, uh, in the U.S. being down post-COVID. Uh, so you have the, those two things combining really to keep prices elevated really uh, over the last several months very consistently. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, the European Union announced that it will ban 90% of oil from Russia. So how much of an impact do you expect to see on gas prices here in, in this country? Well, due to that, yeah, I think there will be an impact. The impact may well just be to keep the, the prices up where they are right now. It, the, you know, it's, in, it's a commodity, and it's set, uh, the price is set in commodity markets, and a lot of times those, those markets are looking to the future. And uh, so any, any sort of a major uncertainty or prospects of major disruption, and obviously the European Union's action would count as that, are, are going to keep prices elevated. So... Uh, yeah, that's going to play a play a part. At a congressional hearing back in April, oil executives were grilled about why prices have stayed high, even as the price of oil has actually fluctuated. Here is Diana DeGette, who's chair of oversight for the House Energy Committee. When price per barrel of oil went down, the price per gallon of gas stayed the same. Why is there such a disconnect between the drop in cost of crude oil and the much slower drop in the price of gas at the pump. Steve, perhaps you can help us understand that a bit more, why gas prices stayed high all this spring, even as the oil prices occasionally did go down. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with the congresswoman, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the, it is, I think, in the, in, in more, when markets are functioning more normally, I think you do see prices at the pump, you know, fluctuate all the time on a weekly, biweekly, uh, monthly basis. Uh, just, you know, anecdotally, the price has kind of stayed exactly the same through while, while the overall uh, market price of crude oil has fluctuated. Now, crude oil is not the same thing as refined oil, uh, and that's ultimately what, uh, what gas stations are selling. So, uh, what's so the, what's the difference? So we're well, clear. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just oil has to be converted into something that car engines can run on, and that's what the refinery process does. Crude oil is just is just the oil that comes out of the ground, uh, and that's what the benchmark price that we look at, uh, or or that most people look at, is the price of crude oil. So, 
uh, you know, with refinery capacity down, that's going to have some some impact in keeping those prices elevated. But uh, all of that being said, I, I have also found it puzzling that the prices just simply don't seem to be fluctuating, even when market prices are. Yeah. Uh, this spring, uh, the president announced that he's beginning to sell off the country's strategic oil reserves. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Energy, that would mean 90 million barrels of oil will be sold off by August. Remind us, first of all, Steve, what the strategic oil reserves are. Yeah, the uh, this uh, the United States for decades since the oil shocks of the 70s has has maintained a strategic petroleum reserve. Uh, you know, with literally with oil stored in in, in underground um, reservoirs, uh, which uh, presidents have from time to time tapped uh, in precisely these moments. Uh, it, it's always a matter of some political controversy as to what, you know, when presidents do that, whether they're just trying to help themselves politically by showing themselves doing something mm-hmm. or, uh, or really taking, uh, taking action in response to, you know, a real shock or crisis. So I think it's, I think it's arguable that this is a crisis. Um, so I think those kinds of criticisms are, are, you know, I, I understand them, They're but, um, but that's what it is. The department of energy is also allowing stations to sell fuel with a greater percentage of ethanol up to 15%. Will, will that affect the prices? Uh, of oil, of gas, probably not, but it'll affect the price of corn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's that is a uh, that's always again a politically um, uh, advantageous sort of stance to take that, that you're helping farmers. Um, you know, there's disruption in agricultural commodities as well from the the, the Ukrainian uh, Russian conflict. So, uh, so supporting the more use of corn, as well as hey, uh, you know, if you're if you're allowing more uh, ethanol to be used, uh, then you're going to need less oil. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I don't likely see a, a effect at the pump, but it does does help with some constituencies that but are is important. But is it safe for vehicles to be running on more <clears throat> ethanol in their fuel? Well, not- Oh, now you're getting past my expertise level. So uh, I, I would hope so. Just curious. So. Just curious. <laughs> the uh, people want to know, Steve. Yeah, yeah I, I would hope so. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of the, 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 the you know, debate over ethanol usage in the past has been whether it's something that's environmentally beneficial. I think that's highly questionable. So, so the, uh, you know, I, you know, again, this is a, going to help farmers. Um, I'm not sure it's going to really do much for the price of the pump. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the record high gas prices in the U.S. In Illinois, regular gas costs more than $5 per gallon, and it's inching towards $6 per gallon in Chicago. With us to discuss is Steve Daniels, who's senior reporter at Crane's Chicago Business. So, Steve, when you get to the pump, there are three options, right? Unleaded, plus, and premium. So if your car is supposed to run on premium, is it safe to save money by buying one of the other options? I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Boy, you keep asking me questions beyond my level of expertise. I would say no. I wouldn't do that because your car's specifications are 
or it's supposed to run on uh, whatever it's supposed to run on. So, you know, if you're taking chances with, you know, maintenance costs that are going to go up on your car because you're trying to save a few, you know, few dollars at the pump, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's a good trade-off. But, uh, but I don't know. That's, uh, that's a, probably a question for an automotive reporter. <laughs> well, uh, I've always heard of, of the fact that there could be ways that you could drive your car that would get you better gas mileage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard yeah, that why? too? Are those myths? Oh, sure. No, I don't think they are. I mean, I, one other area I cover is insurance, including auto insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, uh, in, yeah, if you're a lead foot, you, you're, you're, if you're driving your car fast, you're going to use more gas. I mean, that's, that's, that is absolutely the case. If you, if you keep your car going at a steady level, not lots of, uh, you know, sort of harsh stops and starts, et cetera, in uh, and, and acceleration. Sometimes, of course, you can't avoid that in, in city traffic. But, uh, but yeah, you, you will uh, marginally help your gas mileage for sure. A lot of Chicagoans are avoiding this entire argument, right, by just taking the CTA or taking the Metra. Right. Uh, are you aware for those who do live further out in the suburbs or out in rural areas, any public transit options for them? Yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough one. I mean, you know, there's some bus services certainly out in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, and you do have metro. You know, the Chicago region is blessed with uh, a really good train service. Uh, so metro goes to lots of different uh, areas that are pretty pretty far flung. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, my advice is to get on your bike. Uh, you know, don't do those little, little, uh, you know, sort of excursions that you could easily ride a bike to little errands or what have you and, and get in your car and just do that. Um, if, if you're really trying to save on these sorts of things, yeah. but yeah, I think the bigger question is going to be uh, over over travel this summer than than these sorts of sure. you know day to day kind of mm-hmm. behavior changes. Well, before I, I let you, I know you cover home utilities as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, winter's months away, but are gas prices going to affect people who use natural gas to heat their homes? Well, natural natural gas prices will, and and <clears throat> there also are. Uh, very elevated. They're at their highest levels in 15 years or so um, and showing little sign of, of going down. That That's a huge problem um, because obviously, you know, there are, there are things you can do to change your driving habits that, that will help you save some money, at least for many people, not for everybody. Some people just have to drive to their jobs and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But you know, heat in the winter is not really something you can go without. Uh, you can turn your term- thermostat down, but that's again pretty marginal uh, yeah. effect when it's cold. Any options for for switching to electric or even geothermal heating? There are they they, they can uh, you know they can be expensive uh, to to do, but but I think you're going to see a lot more of that um, in the future especially if, and I think it is fair to say that heating costs aren't going anywhere anytime soon, thanks to the behavior of our utilities on some capital projects. So, uh, so I do think that for, for those who, um, you know, this, this is going to tend to be for more affluent households, 
uh, they will have a choice to make on those sorts of things. And there will will be some financing options that companies will provide to Mm -hmm. make it possible. What about renters? Should they be having this conversation with their landlords? Well, you know, in most, I think in most situations in Chicago, uh, the price of heat is included in your rent. Um, there's, I know there are some situations where, where the, where the renter is paying for heat, but that's typically going to be an issue for the landlord and the landlord's <clears throat> going to have to determine, uh, how to sort of reflect that in, in the monthly rental charges. That's Steve Daniels, senior reporter for Crane Chicago Business. Thanks for the update, Steve. Yep, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.